You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. On eleven sixteen SEN, the award winning crunch time for Honda's twenty seventeen runout. The Bulldogs got their second win of the season last night. Crunch time for Honda. Honda's 2017 run out is now on. Visit honda.com.au slash offers. And the Bulldogs coach Luke Beveridge is our headline guest. Luke, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jared. It was a night to test the patience and the temperament from our point of view. I suspect with a little glimpse towards you, it might have done the same. Was that the case? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think I commented on the uh, purest... Might have been a little bit frustrated last night. So yeah, we started the game off well enough, but as it crept on, there was um, yeah. I think the quality of the of the, of the game went south. <laughs> was it one of those nights where you go by any means necessary? Well, I think so. You know, as time goes by, you realise um, the connection between your players and and how critical it is that you need an even contribution. Um, I think when um, maybe in the more mature side, you can afford to have you know one or two or three down, and you can sort of still get away with it. But um, we're really sensitive to that, and it's important every week that uh, right down to the 22nd um, or the last pick player in the team that, that he plays his role to uh, to a level that uh, that his teammates need him to. So separate to getting the win, Luke, when you got to the car last night, did you think, right, we, we did solve a few things there, we did work through a few things, or are the issues that you know, um, I guess, the same? Oh, no, look, I think we're probably um, we're finding out a little bit about how we're going to play as time goes on. I, we made a significant adjustment in round three, and... Um, with the way we used our numbers and we controlled the game through possession, uh, we obviously beat Essendon. We played a similar game against Sydney. They probably didn't let us get away with as much that game. We almost um, pinched that one. Uh, we went over to Perth uh, with a similar mindset and it fell apart purely because the skill broke down. And um, plan B, they couldn't really kick in well enough because Fremantle... Um, were right on their medal, so that it was just a bit of a disaster. Um, whereas last night we uh, we went with a different um, approach. We probably, we went back to trying to make it an even numbers game. We pressed hard. Carlton took a seventh defender. We evened it up, so it allowed us to play quicker. We uh, we looked through the uncontested side of the game. We didn't we didn't want to control the game by. Uh, by using short diagonals, we wanted to take territory and we wanted to score. And uh, we had quite a few promising opportunities, probably half a dozen that should have been goals that just weren't. Um, but that, that, those chains of possession were quite encouraging in themselves. 
how did you deal with the disaster, Luke? There was a suggestion that the review was pretty blistering at the back of the Fremantle game. Well, I think our tone, our language is never blistering. I think Bob will attest to that, you know, in that we we don't want our players coming in on a Monday dreading what they're going to experience. So uh, we sometimes, I mean, we talk about education a lot in uh, in football clubs and education is really important, but sometimes you need awareness. You just need to understand what happened. And players come out of games and they don't necessarily understand what happened. So... Monday is a bit of a cleansing sometimes where you say, boys, well, this is actually what happened. Uh, just have a look. You know, this stuff isn't really us. Um, and let's go to work on it. Let's improve it this week. And, and last night was an exercise to try and improve on those areas that we really fell down in, in Perth, albeit with a, with a bit of a different mode that we went with. But just those fundamentals that um, they're important in the game, we need to get right. No, that were better. Just, I'm interested, uh, Bevo, in when you decide to change that pattern, was it that bad in Perth that you just had to give it away, something that had been successful for you for a couple of weeks? Yeah, look, it's not something that you, you go and put in a, a vault and it doesn't ever come back out. It, it's something that we'll use. Uh, we might not use it next week. Um, we might not start with it, but we might use it. Um, but it, it's something that, <laughs> you know, if you if you don't use the, the footy well in space and you don't capitalise, you lose your layers behind um, what you're doing with the footy and so you become very vulnerable behind that. So, um, yeah, we've probably lost a little bit of confidence in it after last week, but we felt... I think you've always got to read your group as well. You've always got to um, do your best to understand what they need, what they want, um, how do they want to attack Carlton. Um, you know, if you give them their heads and say, boys, we're coming to Carlton, this is what we're going to do, we're going to give them no space, we're going to press, yeah, they might get a goal or two out the back, but you know what, by the by, and at the end of the night, we're going to um, put them right on, their, uh, on the back foot Players like to hear that sometimes, and so we kind of read the play there, and that's the way we went in, and it tend to work for us most of the night. What about the combination of tools, Luke? With uh, you got Tom Boyd back in as the as the the main key forward, pinch hitting in the ruck, and and Tim English sh- shouldering a lot of that responsibility in the ruck. Have, have you settled on the combination of tools? Because there's there's quite a few down there, with, you know, with Redpath, Shacky, and, and Roughhead. Have you settled on those two at the moment? Uh. Not necessarily, Bob. I mean, as you know, it's, um, it's always based on performance. And uh, Ruffy's had a really interrupted uh, recent period with some concussion. And um, and now he's got a slight hamstring injury that um, may see him miss next week as well. And uh, and Red will be out a little, for a little while with that knee. So, yeah, it's up to Tom and Tim to, um, to continue to, you know, play, you know, to a, a certain standard. But I think if you if you if you question um, the extension of it is whether or not we'll play three, um, we may do in the future. But it didn't really work for us round one and two. And what about what about Bonte, mate? He he looked back to his best last night. There was a few little murmurings. He, he hasn't been quite at his best at the start of this year, but he, he looked great last night. Aside from a couple of set shot goals, you would have loved him to kick there in the third quarter. Yeah, I, I thought he. 
round three, we played him as our second ruck against Essendon, and I thought he was really influential. He didn't have big numbers, but the quality of his game was phenomenal. You know, his involvements in our score uh, scoring were, were off the charts. Um, the following week against Sydney was okay. Uh, he had plenty of mates last week, but um, I we uh, we felt the Crips had too much influence in the first quarter. We we tossed up whether or not we uh, we tried to shut him out at the start of the game or not, um, and we didn't. Uh, but Marcus and and Jongy uh, went to him after that and felt like they really quelled his interest in influence on the game. And, and Marcus had a had a really good game, so that's encouraging and. Um, and yeah, just to get some continuity, consistency in in that now would be uh, be nice. Uh, Bevo, would you be kind enough to give us a snapshot of what it's like that conversation when you said we, we tossed up, but then we went against it? What is the logic for and against in that conversation as to tagging whether you do or not? You know, put a hard press tag, whatever you want to call it, on Patrick Cripps at the start of the game. Yeah, I think your starting point is, is our midfield a prolific midfielder, strong enough and um, and a group of enforcers that empower each other and do, does that mean that you don't need to tag? And if you say yes, well, you don't tag. And we're probably in a situation at the moment where we feel like to get the edge through our midfield, we need to pay attention to one or two, normally just one of the opposition players. Uh, we're getting a little bit. Um, Lockie and uh, Jack McRae have been tagged in recent times. Marcus does from time to time. Um, but getting back to reading the play on your on your on your players, um, we were towed up through that area the previous week against Fremantle, and you know we we threw our our inside brigade a challenge to get on top of Carlton. You know, really early in the game, I thought Mitch Wallace set the scene with some of his physical efforts early. Um, and so reading that, if you, if you stifle that a little bit by a negativity and a tag, maybe you don't get the, the full result. So I thought we got what we wanted. It was just the Crips, you know, he just had a few too many clearances. He had a bit too much possession. And we thought maybe if we can just quell that as well as um, capitalise on that energy through there, then that, that'll... Uh, that'll uh, you know, give us an extra spike. I, I, th- I thought it was staggering in the first half last night. He would take the ball at the stoppage, young Cripps, and the ball would be close to his chest, and somebody would wrap him in a tackle with both arms around his arms and the ball pulling it to his chest, and he's still able to force his hands free. As an opposition coach, you, lo- you must look at that and say, gee, I wish we had him. <laughs> yeah, well, he is a powerhouse in there, isn't he? You know, I think... The other thing we look at too is that metres gain side of things as well, and he does get a lot of ball running away from Carlton's goal. So, um, and even Simpson last night with Caleb um, spending some time on him, Simpson accumulated again, but his metres gain he's probably down the three or four hundred that you know he normally gets. So that that was a win for us. Um, yeah. So you sort of pay attention to that aspect as well. And yes, he's a big, powerful. Kid and he's got a reasonable fin now too, and uh, and we haven't got. There's not many midfielders who can uh, who can match him for size and power. Can I ask one question? And I know you come into games and you have your, your I won't say drastic game style changes depending on the opposition, but you do tailor your game to the opposition sometimes. 
The one thing that doesn't get you know, massaged around is your commitment to the opposition when they have the ball, the, the pressure and the likes. Can you answer a, a question which is widely asked at the moment? That and why doesn't it happen anymore? That rampant pressure, and I, know, I don't want to say why can't and let's go back, but I just want to have have to ask the question. That extraordinary pressure game that the Dogs played in that premiership and that month leading up to it, is that... Why is that not there? Can it be there? Is it too hard on the Dogs' players? To, why is that not there as a non-negotiable week in, week out? Um, well, I think, I mean, you've got to remember the, the players who, who probably drove... I mean, Bob um, was one that drove that. Matthew Boyd, at his, um, at his sort of half-back best, was exceptional come forward, um, you know, high defender. And, you, you know, you take Pico and Clay and, and Tory Dixon and, and these guys out of that team, it's a, it becomes a different team, you know, we... Whether we haven't got the speed, we haven't got the strength, we haven't got the, um, the third and fourth, fourth efforts through the youth in the team. So it's, it's hard to attain. It's sustainable, it absolutely is, as long as you've got the right uh, personnel. Um, and, you know, last, last night, I think, you know, there were glimpses of it. I think we, we chained better with our hands because we could go a bit quicker. And, and there was, we got some forward half turnovers and uh, I think we laid 17 tackles in our forward 50, which is, a, a real spike for us. So I think we can get there again. Um, but, you know, the consistency of that um, is another thing. If, if we take a number up to the midfield, it becomes difficult because, you, you know, you've got to get there really, really quickly because they've got an extra number beyond the ball. Luke, mm. you've been the youngest and least experienced team in every round so far this season. In November, when you were plotting 2018, would you have thought that that was going to be the case? Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, we, we've had some... Um, we probably haven't had the greatest fortune with injuries, the injury toll over the last few years. And, we, you know, you just hold your breath and hope that maybe this is a year where you you get a bit lucky and you, you've only got one or two um, on the injury list, but it hasn't happened that way. You know, I think we it rocked us a little bit losing Dale and Marcus Adams and... And then Hayden Crozier and we planned a certain uh, way and 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 it sort of we had to make some adjustments. So uh, no, we definitely planned to to have some more experience in there. Pico is the other one, um, and there's still uh, one or two lads who probably haven't been able to find their best um, through injury or or just purely form since um, that 16 year. Um, but we're hoping that that would happen. I think Tory was showing some good signs, but now he's got a, he get the first hamstring he's ever had ever. So, um, but it's been so. I think you'd agree. It's, it's really encouraging to see how well some of our, our kids are doing. You know, the five really young players who played last night. Um, you know, we're we're really wrapped with the way they're going. And um, Aaron Norton, Norton showing some great maturity. Ed Richards who is, is improving all the time. Timmy plays a different ruck style, and we've got to embrace that and harness it. Um, Billy Gowers, again, was, was, was reasonably powerful last night. He had some opportunities he, he took and others that he should have. And, and Paddy Lipinski's a terrific finisher and a, and a really uh, solid endurance athlete. So it's 
encouraging signs from the kids, um, and hopefully we can uh, we can get them through the whole year. So, what did it do to your uh, to the reality of what you face? I'm sure you're plotting the team to return to the finals, and then you get dealt yep. the hand you've got. Do you make adjustments along the way to your coaching and, I guess, to your ambition? Um, not to my ambition. Um, the coaching is probably tailored um, around your personnel, and I think what we've already discussed around some of those modes is sometimes just suited to who's playing at times. Um, but I live in I live in the now. Like I, I, I always believe, and I hand on heart, I just think we can win every week. And um, and the players know and understand how we want them to play. Whether we can pull it off is another thing. Because there's no confusion in that, we feel like we can coach and teach it um, pretty well. And uh, and so, no, I mean, our lofty sort of um, aspirations never really change. And even now, you know, we're, what are we? We're two and four. Um, and, you know, we feel like if we can string a couple together, the boys can, you know, feel the energy from, from the wins that they've experienced together. And, and that sort of heightens the, the bonding and, and you start to really feel it and generate some some intense spirit amongst your ranks. Who knows what can happen after that? So that's what we're trying to generate at the moment. Uh, Luke, uh, the man alongside me who used to be your team captain, he, he may have mentioned to me off air uh, one day when we were doing radio earlier this year that uh, Tim English reminded him of Simon Madden, the way <laughs> he hit the packs. And I may have mentioned it on air, and he may not have been all that happy with me. Um, what, can you, what, you, you said he, he rucks in a different way. Tim English, uh, what, do you, what do you see in him? Well, we got towed up in the hit-outs last night. He's not strong enough yet to um, to be dominant against lads that have got a you know a bit of bit of weight, I suppose. More that he's tall enough. Phillips is actually a, quite a, an aggressive ruckman. I think he's, he's was impressive against Natanui the week before. Uh, but he's an accumulator. He likes to get his hands on the footy. He runs midfield patterns, not really ruck patterns um, on offense. And um, and defensively, you know, he's uh, he's learning that he needs to be in the right spots at different times. But you know, I think in the long run, he can become a you know a, a twenty-five possession type ruckman and um, and a player that opposition teams really need to think about. Uh, in the early stages, he he will fatigue, and it'll, um, but he'll get there eventually. So I, it, he may be a bit of a unique one as time goes by. Uh, we'll wait and see. Doesn't quite sound like Simon Madden to me, better. He's, no, he said he said he, he'll eventually get there. That's what got him. <laughs> Thank you, Luke, for backing me up. No, I said the way he the way he jumps at the ball. He when he jumps for his mate, he, he a lot of ruckmen who are over two metres tall. They don't. They don't naturally jump for the ball, and uh, and Tim is one of those guys. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, not, he's getting his hands on quite a few of those highest point opportunities, but he, if he can just um, grab a few more, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a bit of a difference. But well done last night. Uh, it was uh, interesting to watch you during the night being quite animated up and down. What did bring you down to the bench in the third quarter, Luke? Oh, we had just a little bit of confusion. Our, our midfield thought that um, that the opposition were taking a forward up to the stoppage, and and they were calling um, young Ed Richards up. And what we were giving them was an extra forward. Um, and I was getting frustrated 
because I thought it was our back line being disorganised. So it was a good move to go down there so we could have a conversation to work out <laughs> where the, uh, the origin of the problem came from. So we sorted it out pretty quickly. Who gave you the answer to that? Was that the Eastern Wood conversation? Uh, no, that was part of it. Um, Lockie Hunter was able to... Uh, <laughs> to uh, the, well, the, the issue crystallised once I'd had a chat to uh, Lockie. I knew what was going on. And you got back upstairs with two minutes to go in the quarter. That was important. <laughs> uh, Luke, th- th- thanks for your time. Great to always hear you so expansive on the game and your team, and I'm sure your Doggies fans appreciate it. Good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Hello. Thanks, everyone. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.